0: G'day, baggers. It's Will here. I'm standing on the balcony of my apartment I have during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival where I'm doing my Illuminati shows at the Comedy Theatre. The weekends are are selling out really quickly, so if you want to come and see the show, uh, midweek, Wednesday or Thursday are the best nights to get great tickets, so uh, please come along and see the show. It's my favourite thing that I've ever done. Uh, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, I'm having trouble getting it in under 70 minutes. It was 80 last night, but I hope that people are enjoying it because uh, I'm really enjoying doing it. Uh, I wanted to put up this Best Of episode today that was put together by Justin Hobson, who put together all the, I think we've talked about this before, episodes. Uh, So it's old school Charlie and I, and I thought it was a good time during the Comedy Festival saying we're coming up to the first ever... TOFOP live on uh, the April 19th, the last Saturday of the festival, Easter Saturday, 11.15 in the supper room. Um, I'm sorry to anyone who didn't get tickets, as as people may know by now, we put the tickets on sale, they sold out in six minutes, uh, six minutes, people were online at 12 and didn't get tickets and I feel bad that people weren't able to get tickets, we had no idea it was going to sell so quickly, we have asked the Comedy Festival to see if we can get a slightly bigger venue, uh, the Lower Town Hall which would mean another 50 or so tickets would be available, but we haven't heard about that yet. I'll let people know on the Facebook page and Twitter and stuff as soon as I have any details about that. If we have to stay in the supper room, um, there might be another 10 tickets that we can put back on sale that we had left for you know friends and family, but we might cut that list down and try to get some more teabaggers into the show if you want to come along. So again, I'll post all the details of that on Twitter and uh, the Facebook page if you're interested in trying to pick up those tickets. We have talked about going to a much bigger venue, but we just think seeing it's going to be a podcast that getting much over the lower town hall that's about the the biggest size you can do and still do a really good show in that environment so i'm sorry to everyone who missed out but hopefully if this goes well we'll do another one again in the future at some stage so uh, that was all I really wanted to say. I hope you enjoyed this episode uh, from the vaults put together by Justin Hobson. And uh, please, if you're in Melbourne, come and see my Illuminati show. And if you're in Sydney, uh, the, the tickets are, I keep saying this every episode, but there is not many of them uh, left in Sydney. So if you want to come and see Illuminati, i would buy tickets that really soon. Uh, and uh, in a few weeks, I'll be back in the US. I have a week in Minneapolis uh, at uh, the uh, Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. and then. I am going to uh, Buffalo in New York. Buffalo in New York the next weekend. Um, I just found out about that today, so I'll I'll post all the details about uh, my gigs in Buffalo in New York. And then the week after that, I will be in Portland as part of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival in Portland. Uh, And then the week after that, I'm back in Australia for the Sydney Comedy Festival. So uh, Melbourne until uh, April 20, then Minneapolis, then uh, Buffalo, Then Portland, then back to Sydney. Uh, More dates to follow later in the year. Uh, Perth in November. People keep asking about Perth. It looks like it's going to be the 23rd of November. And there might be some other special stuff towards the end of the year in Australia. But most of the rest of the year is going to be overseas. I'm rambling. I'm so sorry. I'm up here on the balcony like Batman and I got a bit distracted. Um, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Take it away, Degsy. The following episode of Tofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. Tofob advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deek speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs> <laughs> the Father, of the man in the Holy Choice. <laughs> Hello and welcome to ToeFop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And we're on a different angle talking today. I know, this is weird. We're both sitting on the same side of the table. I do you think it's going to affect the dynamics, <laughs> what we talk about. Uh, look, I feel like this one has a whole different dynamic anyway. We're in a much bigger space than we're normally in. Yeah. Um, uh, we're, that's... We're, we were in the spare room of your yep. hotel, yep. so we needed... <laughs> we were jammed <laughs> next to the bed. <laughs> and now we actually, we genuinely do have a view of Melbourne. You know, and it looks like Gotham City yeah, at night. You know what I always want to do when I come to a hotel when you have this view is... When someone walks in the room, I want to be gazing out over the city with my hands folded behind my back. And then when they walk in, I just look over my shoulder and go... I own this town it was like a Batman this apartment essentially because it's 10 floors up it's like Batman couldn't be asked, going right to the top of yeah. the building <laughs> he's just like yeah I rented a place on the 10th floor look to be honest the view from the balcony is pretty much the same as on top of the building yeah. so it's practical I can, I can still see the streets yeah I've always uh, had a problem with that as a superhero thing in fact it shits me because it's become the superhero de rigueur thing in a movie there's always a scene where the superhero is standing on top of oh, a, a building yeah, surveying yeah. The danger how far can you you fucking see? Like, unless you've got super, your Superman who has, like, super sight. Yeah. Like, Batman's just an ordinary guy. But I think, in, like, he can't see anything. He can't even see most of the ground floor. It's not like he can see all the crime in the city from there. No, but he probably. It's impractical. He'd be better off in a basement with a police scanner. But I think he has that. In Batman has, like, built into his cow, he has, like, a radio transmitter. Yeah, and I get that Batman could probably do it wherever he is. But and, it seems and, unnecessary and, to stand on well, top the, of a building. The, no, no, I mean, seriously, the, the two who really stand in the buildings are Daredevil and Batman, right? They, yeah. most standout building stand. Oh, it's become a real. Like, I know, you know it's a real one, but like now, now everyone stands on top of a but, but building, controlling the bad, like the, the bad city. it's, yeah. it's, it's mainly. Oh, Spider Man as well Yeah, Spider Man. Oh, he swings. You know. So from roof I would to roof. argue that those three guys. Batman has a radio transmitter. Yeah, he does. It's, they've done it in Batman. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm, I'm totally Deadpool, cool with that. But if you've gone. got a radio transmitter, yeah. you can be at Starbucks. No, but I think you, you can go. be wherever. I think yeah. you've just got to be ready to go. In fact, it'd be better yeah, if you was closer to the Batmobile. If you're getting your coffee, when all of a sudden, like the Joker's got hostages at the bank, like isn't it better that you? sort of can that you're on a roof in, no that he can move in 360 degrees like when you're on that roof he can take off in any single direction to get so you're saying bike. that roof is, is the if he's in Starbucks he has to pay for his coffee wait for them to make yeah. it wait for them to call out his name well, Batman I, I feel it would be unnecessary for Batman to wait around for his coffee <laughs> like he is a billionaire playboy I think that he could go you know what crime calls yeah. I'll get that coffee later and someone could have a free coffee under the name Bruce Wayne yeah. I'm not saying he's necessarily at Starbucks I'm just saying that it seems like unless that city is has been calculated that building has been calculated as the actual epicenter whereby crime. it's easier to get to most crimes from that position, then I understand that. Yeah. But I reckon that's what they would work out. I reckon No, Batman... they're just standing on top of tall buildings because it looks good in the shadows. <laughs> that's what it is. It's all fucking... Well, that's another thing as well. It's artifice. That's... It's pretense. Yeah, but that's part of it. I mean, isn't Batman's whole thing about creating fear? Like, he's you know, he wants to strike fear into criminals before, like, you know, he attacks them, so he's a symbol. Oh, you know what? I'm not really having a crack at Batman. I feel like well, Batman... why would you? No, well, exactly. Okay, have a crack at that fictional character. Yeah, but but no, I think Batman's the one who probably can justify it. Yeah. I'm saying that everybody else has yeah, ripped yeah. off Batman. Yeah. Batman does it for a practical reason. Yeah. When the and Fantast- then everybody else is like, "Oh, that looked really cool yeah. when Batman did that, yeah. so I'm going to do that." That's exactly right. When the Fantastic Four meet on a building top in New York, you're like, yeah. "Why?" Why? <laughs> you guys ain't You to. guys have got an office. You got the really heavy guys. Yeah. Well, that's really dangerous You what guys have actually got an organization. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like you have a meeting room. Yeah, you've got a meeting room and it's fucking decked out to the shit. Yeah, that's true. Like why are you meeting on a rooftop? Cuz it's just cool yeah. yeah. But even then, like, it's like, uh, what? how have you got up there? Have you flown up there? Or have you gone up in the lift? Like, does Batman jog up the stairs? I always like, used- how has Batman got onto to the top of that roof? I, I imagine Batman always uh, uses his grappling hook. Right. To I'm get up there, to get up, seems like a pain in the ass. Like that's another thing. He's, really? he's expended know. all that energy previous to having to go and fight a crime. <laughs> you reckon when he gets to the Batman top, Batman should be relaxed? Yeah, like just oh it's my like, god, oh, fuck you, Joker. He's I've got a stitch. As soon as he gets to the top, he gets <laughs> a, he hears a scream just where he came from. He's like, <laughs> come on, if I only just came I was from down there. If only I was at Starbucks. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I do actually feel like okay, if two crimes are happening at the same time, which yeah. would happen in Gotham, yeah. does Batman prioritize crimes based on whether he can, which one he can get to first, or does he prioritise the crimes based on which is the more severe crime? Like, uh, if, if there was someone I, getting mugged just below the building... A gang rape two blocks away. Yeah. I'd, I can go for the gang rape. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because I think... I, you know, so the person was... to get mugged and he wouldn't care? Well, uh, I think he's Batman. I can have a crack at both. Like, I reckon it might be battering down to the alley mm. as he swings off towards the gang rape. Okay, but you know, okay, yeah, I understand. There's never been a gang rape in any Batman I don't comic think book so. I think it would, it would have to be more comical than that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Like, somebody would have <laughs> let's had, let's the Joker this. would have had to release, like, some sort of, uh, you know, uh, into the water yeah. that made everyone want to make love with each other. Yeah. And so, like, there would be... And some, then they'd die. There'd be mass orgies around the city, like, breaking out, and Batman would have to go and break them up Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's the serious crime. Yeah. There's someone getting mugged. Yeah. Um, and he can't make it to both. Well, what's what happens in in Dark Knight? He has to save. Uh, there's two people going to die, and he just chooses to go the girl he loves. Yeah. So, well, so he's probably going to the gang rape. Are we saying? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but, but I think Batman's whole thing is also. Like if you, if you were defending your house, let's say like an apocalyptic situation happened uh-huh. and you felt there was danger all around you, the roof is not a bad place to go because you do have that 360 degree... It's 360 degrees of... no doubt. If Batman or any other superhero is standing on a building and that building was the place that all the bad guys were trying to attack, I have absolutely no issue with you standing on top of that building. No, no, but maybe it's not the epicentre of all crime, but you would just say you have 17 buildings around Gotham City that, you know, you'd work. Like, Like a police do a patrol, they'll drive through, you know, so he goes from rooftop to rooftop and gives it like an hour, haven't seen anything, moved to the next. Is that? What, what happens if nothing happens? Like, does he just stand up there? Yeah, it's really. <laughs> how fucking boring he must just- that be? He looks for like some, a jaywalker. Yeah. <laughs> the most does arbitrary he? Crime. does yeah. he start to like. Uh- it's like a bouncy you now they get all fucking juiced up on yeah. speed and they just want someone to kind of like, you know, give them shit so they've got an excuse to throw some. Batman's just going around giving people parking tickets yeah. <laughs> on really quiet nights in Gotham. Well, maybe that's the case because otherwise. Because you know how boring it is even in this day of the short ex- attention span. If you have to sit around like waiting for a bus or a yeah. few. Have to sit around waiting for something to start. If you don't have like, yeah, you know, Twitter or a computer game, or like you can listen to your. So does Batman occasionally turn off the police scanner and just like tune into some AM radio? Yeah. yeah no, start no, ringing in on issues. Yeah, it's like. I uh, think there are too many immigrants yeah, in this yeah, country. Look, at call from Gotham City. I am. <laughs> I would just like to say, that crime is a disease. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we were talking about where the weirdest places you've had sex is Batman. <laughs> don't answer me. <laughs> Rachel. Um. Did you find it weird that Batman has a speech impediment in The Dark Knight? Well, uh, you mean that Christian Bale has a speech impediment, well, or yeah, the same the, thing? The, so you, you're saying that because he has a speech impediment in real life, you think it's weird that Batman has a speech impediment? Yeah, like I mean, if you if you're trying to conceal your identity, right. Speech impediment is probably one of the. But most he changes likely. his he changes his voice. Well, he changes the pitch of it, but he's still got the speech impediment. And yeah, well, but it, I don't it, think people are like. It's, kind of, it's a lisp, isn't it? It's got, I can't quite. Work he's got out a slight lisp. Slight lisp. Yeah. A, sl- a sibilance or whatever they call it. Harvey Dent, can we trust them? Yeah, That's what it sounds like isn't it? <laughs> well, he's not, we tr- trust them? <laughs> it's not. It's not suffering succotash. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like it's, <laughs> it's not that bad. But it is quite a distinct lisp. And he also Yeah, but it's a... like, it's very different to his Bruce Wayne voice. But there's two things about Christian. That's why he changes his voice because he's got the lisp, I reckon. That's part of it. Yeah, not well. To disguise the lisp. Well, I, I think... Because if you had the exact same lisp in both, then people would be like, oh, what's but clear that go with a lisp? I reckon, I reckon Michael Keaton is the first guy to pioneer the idea that Batman has two voices. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was ever written in the comic book that Batman changes his voice. They didn't write it in that spooky, wobbly writing that, you know, no, that's someone's true. using a... No, no, I think that is a modern interpretation. But that was Michael Keaton. I think he was a, the right. first one. I... And a lot of people had a tr- a trouble with it in the new Batman films. They yeah, didn't yeah. like the voice. And well, it was the longest speeches. Yeah. Like, I haven't... I got it's good in voice. short speeches, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. After do all... You know, because it is just course. meant to be like, I'm Batman, die. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. sort of voice. It's not meant to be- To be me or not to be. <laughs> that is a question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. But you know what? That's the thing. But it does seem like the sort of thing that, you know what? And it makes sense to me that Batman might have a lisp. Yeah. Because not only- Because that's he's, why he's so angry. Well, not the only reason, but you know what I mean? Like when somebody's got something that they've had to struggle against, yeah. the idea of dressing up as another character and disguising that voice, you know, it, it gives a little bit more like a- You know, it can't just all be about the fact that he saw his parents got shot. I was going to say, that's a pretty strong... Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm saying that's the major motivation. Yeah. But that's not going to be the only issue that Bruce Wayne has faced in all that time. Well, yeah, and you could also argue that maybe when he was 16, like, some girl turned him down for a date. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why he hit the gym. Some teacher told him, he'd be like, you'll never grow up and fight crime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to prove her wrong. You will never dress like a bat and become a vigilante. (laughs) You fucking, you don't know anything (laughs) about me. There was a, a couple of times today where we purposely stopped talking about subjects uh, that we thought would make good talk. That sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we just sat in absolute silence for two hours at the football. <laughs> just starting conversations like, do you reckon Superman ever th- – save sh- <laughs> 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 Say that one. <laughs> there's a famous story about that movie um, Twins you know the Arnie uh, yeah. DeVito one or apparently the entire pitch, pitch. where someone said DeVito Schwarzenegger Twins yeah. and I reckon that's a great idea like that does immediately I mean that's good advertising it's a great pitch great pitch it's a great pitch because you immediately understand the movie you, and Romeo and Juliet gnomes yeah. wasn't Quite <laughs> as you write that movie it would all come out of that premise yeah. I would love to see a remake of Twins like I, I would love to see somebody well, remake the movie Twins yeah. but with actual Twins but keep the script <laughs> keep the Script exactly the same as it is, so like a word for word, but you know that, that, that would become, remake, but with actual that's twins. A great idea. Yeah. That would become. I think that would be like a real sort of melancholy indie film. Yeah, it could because the right? whole film is about uh, Danny DeVito having a problem with you know always being the runt of the litter, yeah. and that his brother getting all the advantages in the world, and he was always the bad guy. So if you have two identical twins, but just one of them feels like his brother got the advantages, that's a fucking great. Yeah, show. that's like a Sundance winning totally. fucking film. Just remake twins but with twins yeah but, but make it with, with just like no irony it's just it's serious yeah. I would love to see that Yeah, it's kind of like what they do you know we've talked about the Garfield cartoons where they remove Garfield so it's just John talking to himself well they, they did a nice thing online and this is what the internet is all about uh, someone recut uh, Ferris Bueller the trailer yeah. to Ferris Bueller as an indie flick yeah and it's, it's really funny and, and I feel that this is, you know, the, the real use of the internet is <laughs> so people can waste their Latin time doing things like that. Uh, but I, um, yeah, I think it would be really funny. And like I said, c- keep the script exactly the same, but yeah, play it like in an indie way. Yeah, yeah. It's a know, great idea. Completely different story. I think that's such a good yeah. idea. I wonder <laughs> how, if that would be possible to get the rights for it. I mean. Well, it's a good pitch too. You could go into like a, <laughs> you know, an office and go, you know the movie Twins? Yeah. We remake it, but with twins. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. No, it's the second greatest pitch in history. You need to go in and go, Steve Waugh, Mark War, War. twins. twins. <laughs> and the guy's like, yes. <laughs> Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, twins. <laughs> it can totally work. You know, remake the movie Twins. As like a gritty indie film starring Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Totally. As their big sort of comeback, edgy <laughs> crossover film. Love it. Yeah, did, well, if I did. was a lawyer, if I was a slippery lawyer, yeah. uh, an ambulance chaser, then that would, well, that's one of the angles. I'd have to think about it, but that would be the first thing that I would say is, well, look, um, the procedure, you have to follow procedure each time, especially something irregular happens because yeah. you don't know how psychologically that could affect right. people. Right, that I was traumatised by the fact that you were going was to be a late. Weird. Oh, they're also you're going, going to be, be late for your gig. Not that. See, the- you're starting to come round. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's going to be beyond a shadow of a doubt. The, the prosecution rests, <laughs> Mister Clausen. This is not a courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> you're standing in the middle of a McDonald's and put some pants on. <laughs> Have I ever told you my story about going down to the rooms after a Saints game? Uh, isn't this suppressed because of the court case? <laughs> you know what? It was almost like that. I uh, was about five years ago and I was in one of these uh, corporate boxes mm. and one of the player managers up there, not a flying start uh, player manager, yeah, right. just to clear okay. that, and clear that yep. up. Anyway, he um, said, do you want to go down to this, the rooms after the game? And I was like, fuck yeah, why not? I haven't been down to the rooms because he had a bunch of Saints players are injured up in the, in the box. So they, he said, oh, "You know, take Charlie down. And he's gone, oh, this is my son. Can you take him down as well? I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, cool. So I've gone down with this How kid. old's a kid? The kid knows the players. How so old's a kid? Like six. And he knows but he, like they're obviously, you know, the manager and the players, like and the son, they all know each other. It's like, you know, there's Uncle Matty But McCoy, how old does he know you? Uh not the. oh To send you down there with his kid? No, but it's not just me, I'm going down with the players. The players and me and the kid are going down. And oh, I, they're all going down together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, sorry. And I assume the dad's gonna come down a minute. Yes. like do you want to go down to players? Hey, mm. can you take my son? You know, okay. blah, blah. Yeah. So we go down to the rooms and the first thing you notice when you walk in is it's fucking deathly silent you know and they've got this little uh it was it had been a win but it was really quiet and they had all the like hardcore saints fans cheer squad over in this little herded into this little area behind this roped off bit and all the players were just like sort of stretching and you know doing the taking the tape off their ankles and shit so we get let in and after like about two minutes i'm like i'm just watching a bunch of young guys like stretch down and stretch mm. this is a bit weird so this little kid who i just met i said to him, hey mate you want to go back up and see your dad and he's like no and i'm like Oh, I'm like, no, come on, let's go. And I go to take his hand and he yanks it away and starts to get a bit teary. And I'm oh, like, no. oh shit. If you've, this kid You've now tried to grab a child's hand and he's crying. And if this kid bursts into tears yeah. and they go over and they say, Who's this man? He'll go, I don't know, he just brought me down here. So oh, I got held no. hostage and I had to yeah. fucking stay in the change rooms with this kid. Cause they start bringing around the lollies as well after the game. The players get Oh, because yeah, they, they gotta yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they start bringing up so the kid's not gonna leave now. No. So I am down there and I got Gemma fucking calling me saying, Where are you? I'm like, Well, I'm down in yeah. the change rooms, I have to be really quiet because everyone very quiet and this kid will not fucking leave and i feel like i'm someone's going to attack me for being a pedophile at any at any stage so in the end i had to stay down there pretty much till everyone left because this kid was just going around and getting more and more lollies until finally his fucking dad is finally his dad comes down and goes hey what are you guys doing down here and it's like yeah exactly <laughs> you just let your fucking son go downstairs with a stranger and half an hour later, he decided to come down and find out where he is <laughs> yeah it was fucked oh man so it's, it's the only time i think i've ever been taken hostage by a six-year-old yeah. yeah, definitely the only time. Yeah, definitely the only time. <laughs> that this scandal is about the prostitution. Because you know what? Prostitution is legal in Australia. He has done something that is perfectly is? legal. <laughs> yeah. Hang on sec. Got to make a call. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to cut this up short. <laughs> I saw a show in Edinburgh in 1999, so topical idea, Charlie. Uh, (laughs) But no, it was based on a guy who had... I've got another idea. (laughs) Razor scooters. They're like the old scooters when we were kids, but they're made of aluminium with tiny little skate wheels. The guy who was 13 years too late. Every idea I have is exactly 13 years too late from the year I have the idea. So in another 13 years, I'll invent podcasting. (laughs) Uh, It would be brilliant if you were a guy who had billion dollar ideas but always 13, <laughs> 13 years too, like. for some reason exactly 13 years exactly 13 years from when those things were invented you also like you knew how to invent it so like just on one day you woke up and you knew how to build an iPod Yeah, like you didn't have to you could have just go out and build one Yeah, but it's 13 years after the iPod came out I mean it's still a practical skill would yeah. still be great to be able to build your own iPod but you can't well you know how you make that I guess the skill would be to then make a competing brand of so I yeah. wake up in 13 years with and, and can build like an iPod, then I maybe build a competing brand. Like you've got to pick it. you got to pick an object that isn't going to date too quickly. Yeah, but you don't, these days you don't get to pick the object. That's unfortunately. Uh, it just comes to you. Okay. And and it's always specifically something that had a window 13 years ago. No, no, but uh, but the thing that really combats your kryptonite, if yeah. you will, to your superpower is copyright law and patenting. Okay. And uh, that's a lot of these people. A lot of these products have just really copyrighted them and patented them. So I can't possibly create an alternative. No. No, that's... What, yeah. a, what a curse. <laughs> what a, I wish I'd never run over that gypsy. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was going to be a traditional Eastern European old world curse. This is quite technologically savvy. She was a very hip gypsy. <laughs> she was a hipsy. <laughs> I just ran her over. I actually crashed her server. So she put a, a hex on me. Uh, she was riding her bike with a basket on the front and it had fresh organic bread and you just ran her over. I... Uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know what Sorry. I mean by that. Because I, I had this hipster image of what she looked like. Right, yeah, yeah. So she was riding She's a bike. She was a hip internet chick. Did you have yeah. glasses? She had those square kind of totally. glasses. And she had a basket on the front of her bike. Yeah, and she had, her- had Doc Martens under like some kind of floral skirt. Possibly. Yeah. That sounds like something that was in this image. <laughs> there was no helmet though, no helmet. Well, hat. it's alright because she's riding through um one of those farmers markets. And, yeah, yeah, well, she I in my image she was riding from. Oh, okay. I had the image oh, she, that she, she was had... on the way home. Okay, sure. that's why the basket had like organic bread. Yeah, yeah, because I was kind of my image was being that she'd already been there and bought the bread. I imagine in her no neighbourhood she actually she's on a first known basis with the cops around there. It's all Definitely pretty relaxed, yeah, flirty, yeah, yeah. In fact, you know what? Now that I remember it, the hat she had on was a cop hat because she'd just gone by a cop. She'd taken the hat off. Oh. Co- yeah, it was very very <laughs> cute. <laughs> It's like the opening credits for like a, a Sassy New Sitcom starring like Zoe Dechanel. Deschanel. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's totally a Zoe Deschanel movie. Yeah. In fact, she's she's a- delightfully all- off beat. <laughs> In fact, she's the only person we can cast, Charlie. <laughs> we have to get Zoe. Yeah. And it'd be a hard pitch. Uh look, Zoe, we've got this uh, like, it's totally your character. Um, you know, we it's definitely Get her! We <laughs> <laughs> throw a sack over her. <laughs> tied in shut and then we've got all this trouble and really she's only in the opening episode until you run her over <laughs> so you know what I mean like her whole role is just getting hit by you and putting a curse on you and then dying I imagine oh nice yeah well done so that's it yeah so what's this what is this, this sitcom called uh, <laughs> I put a I don't know uh, Zooey Keeper the Zooey Keeper Paul Blunt's <laughs> Keeper yeah Paul <laughs> the Zooey Keeper <laughs> it's another one we can sell to Sandler Have you been to Sovereign Hill? Yeah, several times I, I went when I went on the uh, Great Australian train ride and Just, How long did it, how long would you be I watching? have no idea Anywhere between, <laughs> anywhere, like between the Rings. anywhere between It was such a magical time, Charlie yeah. <laughs> Time stood still It was like when Alice went down Into, into yeah you know, in, into the thing <laughs> Alice, Alice in the thing. The wow, well, probably the most famous piece of literature ever written. Alice in the beanstalk. No, right? uh-huh. Alice in the magic faraway tree. Alex in the mirror glass. Did you Alex. imagine the looking? Alex, Alex Dimitriatos, and and a magnifying glass. I um, once had a girl try to convince me that we could have sex uh, while I was in my relationship because we had had sex previous. To me being in that relationship So we could just count the sex As part, as part of, the, part of uh, the sex we yeah. had before Yeah like a retrospective Because no kinda... one's going Oh how many times did you do it then Yeah You can just slot that one into I know. like that That's really cool Yeah it I said to her I said, well, If you could run that by my girlfriend <laughs> yes. And she also thought That that was a good idea Then maybe that could happen Yeah um, You know it's, it's a solid argument Yeah I suppose I I, I I think yeah, I mean if that was if that was somehow I mean it would be great if when you left a relationship you could get one freebie. Like it's like you know, when yeah' just say, you know, you used to go to a bar all the time and you got a drink card. Yeah. And you haven't been in that bar for a while. It's like, well, I might go back and just cash in that drink card. But it, you know, if like if you left a relationship and you had like three years yeah. to use your credit, yeah that'd be I mean but everyone could do it. So your girlfriend yeah. hypothetically could do that as well. I think I'd be down with that. Yeah. Just one freebie. Just a couple of credits. I spent my think going why don't you just go out and fuck someone new? <laughs> <It's> like, <hey. laughs> I don't know why. No, because then you have to get to know someone, and you have to—you've already worked out that you're not compatible with this person. Yeah, and there could be someone that you really like shagging. too yeah. and you're like, oh, I remember that girl used to do that thing. Yeah. Maybe he'll just use his credit now. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. What would you call those credits? Um, you would not gone fuck credits. It's a bit coarse. No, well, no, Come I mean credits. That- <laughs> A shag Could you gotcha. spend like was it is it one credit per like shag or is it per night or do, like if you were going to have a big oh, night right. do you, would you have to spend it's three a, or four credits? Well, uh, what, what do you think? So a you night could night go all a, your credits in one night, or you could like yeah, you spare out, out your credits for a week. Can I get like a handy credit? Can I get the Charlie Sheen yeah. special? <laughs> <Is there> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I reckon it's um, we'll call it a twelve-hour period. Twelve-hour period, one credit, and, and involve you, a voucher. <laughs> and and do you get do you get the credits per year of a relationship served? So like, do you yeah, like, do, you can't just go and go the girl for two weeks and then get a credit. Yeah, but it, say to, like at least six months. What if you got one a year? So for every year you get a free twelve-hour For every year session. you were with that person. Yeah, so I've been with Gemma for almost eight years now. Yeah, so I'd have almost eight. Yeah, you'd have eight sessions. Hour. Whatever, whatever we decide the appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Is. I think a year is too long. I think six months. Six months. Well, think about how often you have sex in, like, well, at least the first three years of a relationship. <laughs> like, because I think that's, I think that's fair enough. If I've put in eight years, I think I should. Oh. Gemma should owe me sixteen roots. <laughs> Don't you think? That's roots. a long roots, maybe, but not s- sessions. It's Too many sessions. You think that's too yeah, many? Yeah, it's got to be per root. I reckon. Yeah. So, so you're saying, like, if I come in the first fifteen minutes and I'm done, I that's can't, it. That's she can't it. stay and you know, make me feel better about my <laughs> horrible new life and my new girlfriend. <laughs> No. Okay. So, all right. So, until you come, that's it. It would help. It's not a twelve-hour. It would help keep people together too initially, because the more years you you're together, the more of these credits you can save up. You can save up. Yeah. Right. So there and would can, be an incentive. But if your ex gets into a new relationship, yeah. maybe even gets married, can you still cash in your? What do we call it? Come credit? Uh, well, I don't think we've decided on a name yet. Okay. Into into credit. <laughs> credit hits out. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know yet. Okay. Yeah, well, but, it'll come to us. Well, yeah. Well, I've got the feeling the name of the episode <laughs> is going to come to us. <laughs> all right so you've got these credits so you get one route per year that you are in a relationship okay so we're not doing this six months one per year one per year okay yeah you think think, six months too many all right it's fine i understand that we're starting a revolution charlie i understand that we're going to change the way that people interact with this but you can't just go rush in with all your demands first up you know yeah okay you have to all right how about this after a certain amount of period, it doubles. Like, it's like insurance. If you, you know, drive for five years without an accident, you become like an yeah, A. You get a AAA. So, a- if a- you're line. in a, a relationship yep. for over five years, it becomes yep. a AAA and you can you start banking two credits. A yeah, because you don't want guys going around banking two and three year relationships and just getting heaps of credits with heaps of different chicks. Yeah. yeah. You want to reward people of, you know, you know, it's all about, it's not about the sex. It's, it's about, about loyalty. Exactly. Yeah, it's a loyalty reward system. <laughs> That's what I said, Gemma. It's about loyalty. Yeah, because I <laughs> hear myself explain it. So I'm going to explain it. It's literally. Literally, layaway. That, that's, that's, literally layaway <laughs> credits. There we go. Brilliant, it's layaway. It's <laughs> layaway. Excellent. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's basically you get one a year. The pr- only problem is that I think that there would then be some sort of trading go on on the black market you know people be trading you know you, you better trade like three year gemma credits with someone for like a i don't think you could do that yeah well i don't think you, I, I don't think this should be part of our system but i don't think but you. i'm just saying on the black market that, that shit goes how, on man how'd that happen shit goes on man shit goes on behind the scenes that we don't know about that that's the that's the truth right there right now there are people doing things that we do not understand but, okay, we've got to have a fail-safe in there. So, I mean, for a start, it's got to be, like, there has to be some kind of DNA testing so no one can just take no one's test. So just say there's a little kind of blood sample thing, like, you know, in sci-fi films, they do that yeah. little, takes a sample of blood. So to cash in your credit, your DNA has to match. Right. That stops the black market right there, mate. Oh, but then you sell your blood to someone, do yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, those black marketers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've always find a way around things. They're very creative people, the black marketeers. Well, all right, well, that's okay. But the black market, they only account for, like, five five percent of the layaway credits yeah they, okay all right cool yeah. That's a, I mean, you don't care it's a, a cash slash disease, economy yeah. you know really. it's cash in hand for people who want to splash in hands it's fine is that your marketing slogan <laughs> you know what you know there's actually a new kind of uh career path we've identified would be the layaway credits broker because you can essentially negotiate with X's About, okay, cool. Well, this guy has got this many credits. You could probably then start trading it legitimately, I'd say. Like, for instance, you could have two husbands and they've left their wives. And then they say, well, you know what? I've actually always thought your wife was pretty hot. How about I trade you one of my credits? But you have to go to a legitimate layaway broker. You know what? It it would need to actually have that system to get around is the fact that um, what if someone does, say, remarry? Yeah and they want to be in an exclusive relationship, you know, but you've still got the seven layaway credits with them because you were married to them before. Yeah. They would be able to trade with you that you give up your seven layaway credits so they can have their monogamous relationship. Yeah, right. And they would trade you in return. Like, he might have, like, you know, nine layaway credits with three different women that he could pull in and say, hey, you know. Do you think, like, girlfriends would get jealous? Like, when, you know, you're just with a new girl and you sort of had sex and you're just lying there and she just sort of says, so... How many credits how many have you credits? got stored up? <laughs> you you want to see someone's credit rating, not their bloods before you go to bed with them. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to ask how many credits my girlfriend's got, but I've just got to know. I've just got to know. I was a child prodigy. <laughs> you know what? I actually thought this recently because I was in uh, Sydney and I was um, interviewing Russell Brand and he was coming in for this big press conference, right? So I was kind of just hosting the press conference. Yeah. And... Um, uh, he came in, and uh, so I would be sitting. All the journalists were out in the audience. Uh, he was going to go through a sort of, you know, banner for the movie he was promoting. Everyone was going to take like photos. A footy, like run through a banner? No, not run through a banner. Oh. <laughs> that would be <been> awesome. <laughs> imagine that. Banner. If you got if you got rich enough that you ran through a banner, <laughs> that would get on all the news. I love. That. If you put the advertising for the movie, yeah. particularly for a movie like um, Thor yeah. or the Hulk, yeah, can yeah. you imagine Thor and then like and then Chris Hemsworth a... like with a hammer yeah. smashes through the banner? Totally. That's that's awesome. That's a great idea. A if anyone has read Wuthering Heights and is also listening to this podcast, you've got to look at the choices you've made <laughs> since you read Wuthering Heights. Yeah. At that stage, your life was on track. Things were going really well for you. Your parents were very proud of you. You were a sort of person who's read Wuthering Heights, and now you're listening to this. What happened? Is it drugs? <laughs> if it's drugs, tell somebody. <laughs> uh, tell us. Where well, you got them? Yeah. How much they are? Private message. <laughs> We can take care of that shit. I went and saw Green Lantern. I don't know if you remember the Green Lantern. Do you remember? Did, were you a fan I, of the Green Lantern? I've, I've only educated myself recently. And there's a lot of... I mean, I know Hal Jordans are kind of, you know, original. And then there's Guy Gardner and yeah. John Stewart. Not The Daily Show, <laughs> Jon Stewart. Although that would be awesome if he would fly through space and just create a news desk and do sardonic comedy. <laughs> the, Daily La- the Daily Lantern. <laughs> Um, Green Lantern John Stewart So Hal Jordan Now again Spoiler alert But for people who Have followed Hal Jordan In the comic books You will know that Shit Goes bad like, eventually. Oh, what happens to him? He becomes parallax or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, like, kills – anyway. Like this, Kills off of the part of the DC universe. Yeah. Becomes the biggest villain in DC. Exactly. For – was it Final Crisis? What's the – Yeah, I think – yeah, I think that's oh, we're right. Getting yeah. we're getting nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're getting into uh, an area where people are going to correct us a lot. Yeah, right. But basically um, – yeah, so shit goes bad. So there could be a darkness at the heart of the character, right? You know, there could be this sort of, you know, foreboding – that people kind of get that even though right now shit is going well, at some stage shit is going to get all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So there could be that Yeah. yeah. there. That's not there. Um, so... It's a bit... So you're saying it's glossy. It's like... Oh, it's so glossy. Yeah. And then it looks glossy, even from the trailer and stuff. And the CGI like- is shit. for like that sort oh, of thing. I, I, if it looked really cool, you know, then... Anyway. Um, so... Uh, But even, like, even in the Hell Jordan sort of, yeah the 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 mythology of that, because I really liked Greenland. He was always a bit like the greatest American hero. Yeah. Like, that he had this ring that had all these amazing powers. Yeah. But he didn't quite know how to, like, use it. Because isn't it for people who don't know, uh, his ring, what he creates with his ring, he can create any solid object. Yeah. But that he can think will- of. Using willpower. Yeah. That's the whole power of the Green Lantern. Is That's about power. the only good thing about the movie is quite often the big booming voice, which is Jeffrey Rush. Like, he's kind of the narrator or the, like, yeah, you right. know, whatever. Tom Ray. Yeah, says a lot of things that have the name Will in it that sound really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I'm like... Will is the only way that we can do this stuff. Will great. is the greatest power in the universe. You know what is better than strength and body strength? Will. That's <laughs> awesome, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I went, I could have that as a ringtone. Yeah, totally. If I'm ever feeling bad That's about myself awesome. and I need some Anthony Robbins-esque motivation tape, I can just cut up shit from the Green Lantern and Jeffrey Rush will be giving me all the motivation I need. At the very least, you can name your next comedy festival show Willpower. Yeah. Have, you, have you already done that? No, I haven't done Willpower yet. Yeah, yeah not bad. And I'll you can know. actually get Dress yourself up like the Green Lantern for the poster. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It'd be you with the little domino mask. Well, it's not a domino mask, it's like a Zoro mask in the Green Lantern outfit, and you're doing a ring, and the ring is creating the title of your show, Willpower. I, I dare you. We should make a bet that if you lose, that has to be your poster. <laughs> Your poster and your outfit for next year's Comedy Festival. What can we bet on that you've got a 50-50 chance of losing? Something reason? that I need to win because that is <laughs> never going to happen. Oh, come on, please. There's got to be something. All but, you know, there, can, we'll be so- there can be a failure for me as well. So Yeah, but, like, you don't have far to fall. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> there's one good scene in the Green Lantern and so for anyone who was thinking of whether they should go and see the Green Lantern there is one good scene in the film and this is it there, he, when he first appears to her as the Green Lantern she says to him how? and he's like you know it's me and she's like I've known you since we're six, you're six years old. We've seen each other naked. Did you think a tiny little mask was cut? <laughs> So there is like one moment where yeah, you're like, good. yeah, right, okay, cool. Because, yeah, I never, I never understood. And 3D didn't help that. As a comic book character, I've always been a bit iffy on Green Lantern yeah. because the idea that he creates solid objects out of energy you know, and I always wondered what did that mean? Like, if he was hungry, could he create, like, a hamburger out of green energy and eat that and, you know, would it go into his belly or does it disappear? Like, what is it? What is It disappears. So it's solid. The thing doesn't remain after. But, if, like, you- if, he but creates- if you consume it. If he creates a car, yeah. like, it doesn't, like, once he's finished, like, driving that car or, yeah, driving that car into somebody, the car just doesn't sit on the straight being green. <laughs> well, no, I understand that because in the film it disappears. Yeah, it but, disappears. But, like, if he really concentrated, so he creates that hamburger. Just say he's really hungry. Yeah. He's flying to Oa, needs to get a snack. Yeah. So he creates a hamburger and fries and eats it. Does he have to concentrate on that hamburger and fries all the way I don't think. I don't think they would be delicious. I don't think they take the form of, like, I don't think it's got the power of taste. It's just shape. Well, It's I, energy and shape. There's a scene in it which totally confuses yeah. me where, Um, Blake Lively, you know, he reveals himself for the first time to her. They're sitting on the rooftop and he's explaining- one good scene in the film, I thought, where she she goes, you thought that was full of- Yeah. I've seen you naked, yeah. But he says, um, anything I can imagine, I can create. And then he creates a little necklace and she's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I was watching the necklace going, well, is it going to disappear as soon as he starts thinking about it, like all these other creations? Because if- it does. That's a pretty dick move. Like, could you give your girlfriend a necklace and say, hey, uh, you know, you mean a lot to me. And then five minutes later go, well, ah, just put that away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it seemed like a dick move. That is a dick move. Yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about well, that's that. That's why I thought it, because then I was like, well, oh, no, maybe he created it permanently for it. Can the Green no. Lantern do that? No, he's, So he he's basically a gave it a beautiful bit of jewelry, yeah. and then as soon as he started thinking about the football or something like that, it fucking disappeared. <laughs> if if they'd been out at a dinner or whatever, I'm sure he could just concentrate all night, you no. know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, you know
0: Staring <laughs> manically at her neck. And she's like, what? he's like, happy anniversary, baby. <laughs> it's fucking has to wake up every morning, fucking power that ring up so she doesn't fucking lose her necklace. That would be a pain in the ass. He eventually gets killed because he didn't have enough power left in his ring because he'd been concentrating on the necklace all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. How would, if, if the day of reckoning came, right? And so, you know, God comes down and says, all right, we're wrapping this up. Um, we're going to take the good people to heaven, the bad people to hell. And he asked you to take the bus, (laughs) the bus to heaven. What does that say? That says you're a good person, but you're not one of the- You're not getting wings. No, you're not getting wings. You're you're not getting to fly with an angel. Is there a blue bus to heaven? Because you're on that bus, Charlie. Yeah, you're on that one. Line up, Charlie. Do you have a ticket? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, uh, we should uh, go with this. This is what we actually were going to talk about today, about 40 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hope you liked the intro. Yep. Uh, now let's get to the show. Uh, the Tofop drinking game. Now there's been a lot of on our Facebook page. Um, uh, you can follow the links from our website uh, tofop.com, or you can just you know. Type in tofop on Facebook, uh, and find the Facebook page and give us any feedback on the show you like. But uh, one of the things that um, people have been adding to a lot is the tofop drinking game, and we haven't talked about this for a few months. No. So uh, the initial rules, and I'll run you then through some of the new uh, additional yeah. ones. And you can perhaps tell me because I think maybe there's too many. Yeah, and, here. These, and these and these have been um, uh, these are from you guys, by the way. This is not rules we've invented. This is no, all they, these are guys. all completely come up suggested by, by the listenership of tofop. Yeah, and and perhaps we could get it down to say like about 10 or 12 rules. And so you can tell me which ones you love and which ones you I don't know. love because I don't want people to pass out 15 minutes into every episode. I feel like we well, need to moderate it a bit. All, all the rules should have got to count, don't they? All of them? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, definitely. People are going to get too drunk. Are you saying that we couldn't do an episode and only do one or two of each of these things? You think we're going to do multiple? Well, here we go, Charlie. I will read through them and you can tell me even just from today's okay. episode yeah. how many times you would have had to drink just okay. from memory of what talked know, we talked about so far. We should actually experiment. I will put this this empty bottle of water to my lips yeah. every time I should drink okay and that, and that, actually you know what I'll put give me two I'm going to fill it with water oh. and that way we'll know how much I drank this is a 750 ml let's say it's vodka in right here yeah okay so say so you've got a bottle of vodka uh, which is what we recommend okay <laughs> so I just I, read, I got it, rent and got a bottle of water yeah vodka O they're not a sponsor of the show but it is the best vodka on the market That's, uh, it's organic I drink it before every show and during my shows. Okay, so this is 500 mils of vodka. Yeah. okay. I'm going to do a shot for every time. Every time. In this episode, if, so, yeah. if one of these things has already we'll happened. We'll work out how much vodka we'll Yeah, exactly. All right. Go. Uh, the rules of the Tofop drinking game. Now, Sarah Henderson and a friend were the first two people who came up with this. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just run through the the first few and then we'll go on. Okay, one, a shot for every mention of time travel. Two, cocks. Or butt sex. <laughs> you know what the problem is we talk about it so much i'm having a really hard time delineating uh cocks of butt sex i don't think we did all right uh take a shot for how crap the podcast is we started by talking about uh, this may have been just off air before we started but we've broken the headphones headphones. so that's a shot that's definitely a shot uh Okay, four for what got us onto that, yeah. or we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. or what are we talking about? All those three <laughs> have definitely been into that. I've just done three shots of vodka. <laughs> okay, this one will probably come up later. Charlie saying, let's wind this up. Yeah, uh, wind uh, <laughs> uh, six, making the sound better, the sound being bad, Charlie doing the technical stuff but being kind of crap at it. Well, we just talked about it then, so does it count? Uh, no, I'm going to let you not drink on that <laughs> okay, one. Okay, thanks. All right. Every time Charlie has to have sex with someone to save the world. <laughs> that, that's not <an> happening this episode. <laughs> no, we have talked about having to save the world. But, yeah, we uh, did talk about the apocalypse. Uh, shot every time you pay out on Charlie for having small hands or being small of stature. When have you done the small of stature? You've never called me shorty or anything. I'm no. not short. I've just got these off the, the Facebook page, no. mate. I, I didn't make them up. Uh, every time either Will or Charlie say, yeah, totally, or you're yeah, dead, yeah, oh. definitely. <laughs> um, shot there. Every time you make a fictional movie in which Adam Sandler plays the main role. <laughs> uh, when podcasting from Charlie's place, you hear the dog come into the room. Okay, we're not in my place today. Uh, drink every time masturbation is mentioned. Don't we, I, don't know. I don't think we've got I masturbation really really today. That's not too bad. Drink every time you mention Kathy Bates. A drink every time Will mentions <laughs> Joseph Fritzl or some kind of basement rape scenario. Oh, I did have you in a basement before too. Uh, Our, and we had rape. When? Even oh, the gang, gang rape. rape. Does, that, does that count? I don't know. Well, hang on, what do you say? Fritzel or, Fritzel or... a basement gang- rape scenario. Is it? Or gang rape. Oh, yeah, I think that probably counts. Um, a drink for every poorly explained scientific fact. Yeah, I think... Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I seem to remember me explaining something poorly. Okay. At the mention of Scientologists, Scala Beer... Well, we talked about John Travolta. <laughs> or does it have to be Scientology specific? No, right? no, I think that's, that, mm. that that counts. Uh, any time Will questions how a scenario could possibly come about, <laughs> we haven't done any hypotheticals today. <laughs> if Will or Charlie present something as fact, but a three-second Google disproves, <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, Danny Aiello <laughs> writing Groundhog Day. <laughs> any mention of the Bulldogs by Will and drink if he complains how shit they are. <laughs> that's another drink. Um, Take a drink every time Will talks about being gay No (laughs) (laughs) Oh sorry going gay not being gay I've I've, I've misread that that's a a bit of a Freudian slip isn't it Uh, Drink any time Will goes on a rant So emotionally specific that Charlie Has to spend four (laughs) to five questions unpicking the logic (laughs) And a shot for Every time a mention of a Superpower That would have been a big episode for this one. Well, I just did. Yeah. I just shot, shot at 500 mils of vodka. Yeah. Going to the rules of the game, is that irresponsible? Oh, well, I think it is. Res- drink responsibly. Yeah, that's, that's all right. you have to do. Well, yeah, it's just a drinking. Game. You just have to go drink responsibly. Yeah, is that all you have to do? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't know if you've seen those beer ads on TV or like the alcohol ads on TV, oh, but yeah, always- down in the bottom corner, they've always got yeah, drink responsibly. responsibly. They show like the greatest party of yeah. all time, and it's like you could be here, but just yeah. make sure you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. If you drink booze, girls will want to have sex with you, and your life will be more exciting and successful. Drink responsibly. Yeah, yeah the fact, look, no, the fact of the matter is. If you want people to like you, you have to get drunk. No, actually, if you want to think people like you, yeah. you have to get drunk. i got a question for you. Oh, awesome. How much do you like boobs? No, uh, yeah. Are you a boob man or nah. are you a bum man, leg man? Like, if you had to objectify, what would it be? <laughs> right. Come on. If I, was, <laughs> if I was ordering off the menu. It's a great way to start. No, like I hey, know. welcome to TOEFOR. Uh, by the it. way, if you are only seeing a person of the opposite sex as a piece of meat and dissecting <laughs> them into the bitch you found the most interesting. <laughs> is, is there people listening to this in prison? Is there anyone in prison listening to this? We have discussed this before. <laughs> we have if we have prison listeners. Well, we have discussed this, but never—I've never, no one's emailed us or anything like that. If you're in prison, email us. Why? Well, because I would like to know if people, we could be like the Johnny Cash of like, this is like, you know, we could go and do this in prisons. We could do the show, you, live shows. Do you want to do that? Live prison tour, like Johnny Cash. Yeah. Of our podcast. I mean, we talk a lot about prison sex. Can you imagine if we could actually interview people? <laughs> about prison about sex. About prison sex. Would you? Definitely. No. Oh, can you imagine if I How had a TV? do did you start that conversation? So, uh, when were you raped? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's good when you put it like that. Yeah. Oh, we put a slightly whimsical, okay. whimsical spin on it. Oh, I don't well, think it. How about if I only interviewed, you know, the prison rapists? Because uh, they're a bit more into it. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be celebrating them. No. What about the prison rapists who've only raped uh, child molesters? Because they're like essentially like Robin Hood of prison sex. Are they though, really? Yeah. I guess so, because that's a thing, isn't it? If you're a child molester or or a rapist, yeah. you, you get like targeted. Raped yourself. Yeah, is that right? Or is it just sort of child molesters? They're called like rock spiders. Rock spiders, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you go to prison, you get treated the worst of all because yeah. there's still like. There's a, a you know, because there's certain prisons who feel a bit high and mighty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're a snooty prisoners. I just stabbed me, Mrs. when I was on ice, mate. <laughs> I didn't fuck a kid. <laughs> I am your king and worship me as such. <laughs> We're from different classes. It would be ironic if uh, a rapist was raped in prison to teach him a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic eye for an eye, like I did. Well, yeah, it's more an anus for an anus. <laughs> well, a brown eye for a brown eye, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like in Batman, there's that moment where, like, uh, Batman's like, um, he says the same thing as he said when he was, which she'd said to him when it was Bruce. It's, it's not, oh, uh, yeah, you mean Batman Returns? Is that the, yeah, the mistle the mistletoe when the Catwoman and Batman are farting? Oh, no, no, I don't mean that no. Batman, I mean the new one, oh, the, right. in, um, yeah, Katie uh, Holmes and yeah, Katie Bell. Holmes and, and the, the line is uh, it's the, not what you uh, it's the, not what you do it's no it's it's not what you are inside it's what you do dude, that the defines de, you yeah and so he says that and, to him and uh, then on Bruce the building not, and then it's like yeah it's not evil it's what you do that I defines you, you. <laughs> where is he <laughs> Swear to me, and she's like Bruce. <laughs> so that's cool, right? Yeah. That's a cool moment. Or the moment where in Spider-Man, where like they kiss upside down, and yeah. she recognises. But like the, the same worst, kiss. the worst one of those, I talked about this with Hamo on his podcast, was um, Batman Returns, the Tim Burton one, where Batman and Catwoman are fighting. They don't know each other's true identities, and um, they're fighting on this rooftop, and it's Christmas time in Gotham, and she pins him very sexually, and she's straddling him, and then um, he looks over and sees mistletoe. And for some reason, he's fighting, by the way. Yeah. He says, mistletoe could be deadly if you eat it. And she says, a kiss could be deadlier if you mean it. And there's this sexual tension they fight. <laughs> anyway, later on in the film... Anybody da- want a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Later on in the film, they're at the ball. There's Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle and they're dancing and they're sort of troubled by, you know, this burden of, you know, dealing with all their problems. And they see mistletoe and they repeat the same sentence again and then they realise that's Batman and Catwoman. And it is... The worst bit of non, like, a non-relevant dialogue ever in the world. But obviously, the the writers are like, fuck, we need a scene yeah. where they realise to each other. So, what's the most like? It needed to be something distinct that people would remember. Yeah, and it's the worst fucking bit of dialogue ever in film. It makes because no, it, it makes no sense. It wasn't meant to be it, there other than for that very reason. Yeah. Resume. Like it's it's bizarre. Like a mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. Yeah. Why are you eating mistletoe? Who, who has ever eaten mistletoe? And actually, is it deadly? It's, it, you really jammed that in because like lots of things are deadly if you eat them. Mm. She could have been like, uh, that's that's a golf set. Well, well, a golf set is deadly if you eat it. You and I are at a party yeah. and it's a Christmas party and you see mistletoe hanging by the door. Yeah. What's the first observation you make about it to me? Say so, a mistletoe. Oh, well, you better not stand under that or you'll have to kiss someone else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who has ever seen mistletoe and gone, uh, well, mistletoe could be deadly if you eat it? Well, you know, I saw an episode of MasterChef <laughs> in the mystery box. They had mistletoe and someone ate it and they died. So... Interesting fact. Uh, it's is mistletoe you. much like one of those Japanese puffer fish that you have to like cut it in the, the, the perfect way when you serve it? Well, you is, can... should I do, should I Google it? Because I is, mistletoe... is all mis- is mistletoe is poisonous. Yeah definitely. No, time type, oh, you know, I should type you Google the exact the sentence. <laughs> is mistletoe deadly if you eat it? And then followed up with, but a kiss could be deadly if you mean it. <laughs> Anybody want to mean it? What does that even mean? A kiss could be deadlier if you mean it. So mistletoe you kiss under, right? So what she's saying is, um, because they're having this sexual tension. Yes. So what she's saying is, you know what, death is one thing, but having your heart broken is worse. Oh, right. Okay. beautiful. Charlie, I've given you a distinction. (laughs) Essay on uh, juxtaposing love and Batman Returns. (laughs) Is mistletoe deadly? Is it mistletoe spelt like M-I-S-T-L-E-T-E? O-E, like toe? I yes, think. I think so. Is mistletoe deadly? Yeah. It's not coming up under the frequent searches in Google. <laughs> We're already up to a bad start. Uh, is mistletoe deadly? Well, uh, I can't find any references, but there's about six people have like taken this on YouTube, that exact quote. Is mistletoe poisonous by Medicine and Health New York Times? Mistletoe is not deadly, but can be hazardous, so don't eat it. Batman returns. Batman yeah. sees mistletoe and says... Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Catwoman says, mistletoe, a a kiss can be deadly if you mean it. And then a doctor walks in and says, mistletoe is not deadly, but can be hazardous, so don't eat it. (laughs) It would just be great if she came back with that fact. Like, Like, it's like, mistletoe can be deadly. I don't know why I'm doing the new Batman voice, yeah. but mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. And it she's can like can be deadlier. If no, you mean it. No, she no she doesn't All even right. go with that. All He's right. like mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it and she's gone, no, you, actually that is a common misnomer. <laughs> it sure, can be hazardous. It's hazardous to your health, so don't eat it. So <laughs> don't. <Ta-da. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> you definitely shouldn't eat it. <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, that's brilliant. That, yeah, that is a quote that has always bothered me. Always bothered me. Who, when they walk into a room and they're like, you know, mid forties and they're sort of silver and they've got ponytails or long hair, it's like record producers. So, yeah, it's like so. So we know who's got the coke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if they have a gold earring, especially and a brown su- brown suede jacket, long grey hair, earring, yeah. you definitely have cocaine. When I was tutoring. Uh, year 11 and year 12 English, Charlie. Something you might not know about me that I used no. to know. tutor. Sounds like a John Candy sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I used to tutor for these, um, these... No, no, it's Charles in Charge, actually. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, it must be some sitcom. There actually was one about a tutor. Charles in Charge, yeah, of course. It wasn't like Charles in Charge. No, you didn't end up, like, dating one of the daughters. No, I didn't. I didn't have a wacky friend yeah. who was Willie Ames. It turned into a fucking a Jesus freak. Yeah. Oh, that's right? Yeah, he and Kurt Cameron... Both uh, fundamentalist Christians now. Oh, wow, that's where, I all think the cool, that's where all the cool people Will, are. Willie Ames actually has a character that he plays in, like you know, uh, promotional videos called Bible Man. I'm pretty sure this is true. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm inventing it. No, I'm. Pretty sure. <laughs> The human internet is yeah. bringing – I'm pretty sure Willie Ames, yeah, he's like a Christian blue player. He's like now, a but. superhero, Bible man? Yeah, like I, I don't think he acts anymore. I think he just works for the church. Yeah. And, but he does these kind of promotional videos as Bible man. I assume you'll get to play Bible man in the gritty rub- Rebo- reboot, reboot of, yeah. of Bible yeah, man. Yeah, Bible man, Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you'd call it. <laughs> he must have Pharisees. <laughs> Can we trust him? <laughs> Judith. Can we trust him? <laughs> Second commandments. Don't mess with Bible man. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there that need? Like every uh, time people try and market to kids, like if it's a Commonwealth Bank or whatever, they yeah. always like they always try and invent a superhero. Like, hey, it's like savings man. Yeah. It's like I don't that that's the laziest kind of marketing to kids. That the fact that just c cause a kid sees someone in a cape, they're immediately gonna go, oh, awesome, great. Well, it's superhero. Yeah, yeah I guess I there are some. Some things that don't well, because you know, just like just because you call him someone man, like couch man, yeah. you know, or fucking couch uh, man. Yeah, that sounds right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie's been uh, standing around for ages and is a little bit weary. <laughs> Looks like a job for couch man. By the power of couch skull, <laughs> transforms into a yeah, couch. I think that'd be all right. I love Catchman, But yeah, the, the superheroes, I guess, like Savings Man and all that sort of thing, they do. It's when they try to be educational. But there was Captain Planet. Yeah, apparently. Captain Planet was kind of educational, and apparently right? Apparently they said, I mean, it was just online, but uh, they're making a feature film version of that. They're making a Captain Planet movie. Yeah, I can't think of anything that's more kind of late 80s, early 90s than Captain Planet. Like it, the look of that cartoon and the concept behind it, you know, it was back you know when environmental cause first became really, really trendy. can't imagine how you would apply Captain Planet to this day and age. Captain Carbon Tax. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a sidekick. <laughs> Imagine that's how desperate the government will get. K- when kid they- Carbon Tax would be. <laughs> Captain Planet and Kid Carbon Tax. <laughs> 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 Imagine if Julia Gillard went into the Australian Parliament and said, Look, I know yeah. things I know things haven't been going well. I know You're not taking to it as well as I'd hoped. Yeah, I was really hoping this would be popular with the electorate. It turns out I'm probably gonna lose my job. One last roll of the dice. <laughs> kid carbon tax. <laughs> She might as fuck That she, would be genius. Like, wouldn't you like wouldn't you talk about that tomorrow if like the Prime Minister of the, the dice. country it'd just would be, be great if she like she looked around the cabinet and she's like, it it's gonna be you to put on the costume. It's <laughs> like, fuck you. You take my job and now you're making me dress up as Kid Carbon Tax. If you can't tell me if tomorrow the Prime Minister of Australia made the former Prime Minister of Australia dress up as Kid Carbon Tax and paraded him around the country, that wouldn't get her a couple of extra votes. Yeah, it would, definitely. Definitely. Like if you were Prime Minister and like she like so imagine you're in charge of the country, right? And Whoa. like and and now and shit's gone bad. Yeah. Like it looks like you're gonna lose your job. Yeah. So really you've got nothing less, left to lose. What do you do? Uh I don't know, man. Like, uh, so, uh, so is there's an election coming up, or am I going to get deposed? Because it's up to you, so man. Bad? Oh no! Well, you're probably you're either going to lose. I'm, your gonna, I'm getting chased out with pitchforks. It's that bad. They're going to keep you until the election because they've already changed leaders once, like in Australia. So they can't afford to do it again. Yeah. But there's no way you're going to win the election, right. and you've got like six more months. What are you doing that time? Make it illegal for any girl to turn you down for sex <laughs> for six months. So you've you've got six months as Prime Minister of Australia, and you've used it to outlaw yourself as a sexual predator. (laughs) I don't know. It's sexual predator man. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the way I sell it. (laughs) Say hello to kids, sexual predator. Oh no, that's terrible. That doesn't work at all. That doesn't work at all. Keep him away from the carbon tax, kid. <laughs> you know how sometimes you go to the football and the two mascots will fight? Oh, my God. Like the, the sexual predator and kid carbon tax. <laughs> I mean, I remember working for a company 10 years ago, a production company, and the guy who ran the company had this crazy idea that one day people would want to watch videos on the internet. So he hired me and a few other guys to um, write and produce a bunch of kind of like comedy videos because yeah. he thought, or well, maybe one day people will be watching videos and they've got a website to watch videos. And he took us on all these meetings with all these like yeah. dot com companies and they're all like, mate, no one is gonna wanna watch videos on their computers. They have TVs for that. Yeah. He was like five or six years. Hey, out of his people, thumb. people are never going to want to download something somebody has made themselves at home. Yeah, like what? What are they going to videotape their cat? Are they? <laughs> Is their cat going to do something funny? And I suppose that millions of people every Monday morning will share that cat doing something funny. Will they? You idiot, hey, mate. People go home and they like to watch the tube. Yeah. They don't want to watch you. There'll be no You Tube. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, mate. Uh, people like a big television with a great big back on it. That's what they <laughs> like. Something solid and impressive. I, I was. Um, someone sent me a tweet about Back to the Future the other oh, yeah. day. Okay. And I know that we very rarely talk about time travel. But do you reckon? since soon as we're talking about movies and stuff, uh-huh. like the essential. Con- like, the central conflict of Back to the Future is, will Marty flirt with his mother in order to preserve his future? Right? Like, he goes back in time, he's got to get his mum and dad together, so he's got to yes. start this thing where he's cracking onto his mum, his dad comes, saves the day. So, the central premise is, would you potentially fuck your mother to save your future? That's No, like that's really- not the premise. Well... Because it could happen. Obviously, Lorraine. No, because Marty. he's not ever going to seduce her. No, but he gets in the car and he has to fall around with her. Yeah. Well, okay, molest your mother. Would you? Would you, you molest, your, molest your, mother your mother to save your future? To save your future? No. That, that was the original tagline. But, that, so. <laughs> this is the thing, though. But I was thinking, fuck, that's such so subversive and that's so cool. Yeah. That was a PG-rated movie. Yeah. Could you imagine the same storyline happening in like a PG film, like a High School Musical-rated film? Now, do you? Reckon, that seems so fucking dark. Well, but I don't think it was ever writ large that that was what the movie was about. But even as the subtext, I mean... I, I, like, I, Doc never sat Marty down and go, Marty, you have to molest You your might mom. have to molest your mother. Wait, you're she's got the hats from me? <laughs> Put your hand under her bra and then follow me for the changes. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to touch your flux capacitor. Uh... <laughs> I just because I can't think. I mean, maybe I don't watch kids' movies that much, but it just kind of feels like when we were younger, the themes were a bit darker. Like that was a I don't know. It's like a hidden theme, though. Is it though? Because I I mean, I remember being a kid and watching that, and like being incredibly uncomfortable and being aware that he shouldn't be like sitting in the front seat with his mum and yeah, but that's just showing and it's pretty dark. He's already sucked on those boobs. Like literally, has already sucked on those boobs. Yeah, right. So it's not weird. (laughs) It's not weird. Like he has. Later, when she's older than she is now, he's sucked on those boobs. So if you said to someone that, like, I get that like it's If you had to convince me to do it. <laughs> I get that it's gross to suck on someone's boobs. When you're a kid, you, you suck on your mum's boobs. That's fine, right? Yeah. And then you're not allowed to do it later on Yeah. when she's older, right? At least until after you're 14. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to do it yeah. anymore, right? But technically, these are her... But her boobs are pre when he's already fed on them. So, so ergo, it's fine. <laughs> Why is it fine? It's fine because they're he's pre gonna- boob. He's already sucked on those boobs later than he would so in that movie. More- so Marty could have said, "Okay, doc, I'll do it." Yeah. But the only thing I'm going to do is lay my lips on her breast yeah. because I've, like- already I've already done that. I've so already done that. Already done that. The damage has been done. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm doing nothing that I haven't already. Uh, that, do, I haven't already done in the future. <laughs> a deleted scene. You see Marty take a swig from the whiskey bottle and say, "I'm going to have to do something right now." It's not going to make much sense to you. <laughs> and that, and that's when later she actually realizes that that guy who looks like her son that she met in the past was indeed her son. Was when the son latches onto the breast. She's like. This is so familiar. <laughs> got the strangest feeling of deja vu. Have you seen the the teaser that's gone online for Batman 3? Did I you, did. Do the, the bootleg? I did, Charlie. Uh, I loved pretty it. Pretty fucking good, wasn't it? I, I, loved I mean, it. that was shaky. That was I, like loved it. All... I loved it so much that when I ejaculated, <laughs> my semen went into that bat. <laughs> <laughs> all over your boyfriend's face. <laughs> And then I said, (laughs) "Where is he? There's someone I am inside." (laughs) (laughs) So we went out to the footy today, and we were talking about um, uh, coaching of football and uh, in the Aussie rules. And we were just talking about the difference between young coaches and old, experienced coaches, and you know whether good players make good coaches. And I think this is yeah true, uh, not just for uh, uh, football. But in life, sometimes the best teachers are not the people who are naturally gifted themselves. Yeah. So, like, when it came to football, I don't think that – like, a lot of the coaches in the football were, like, back pocket players. They were the – like, for people who don't follow Australian rules football, they were the real workman-like, yeah. you know, players in the team. And I think they make good coaches because they actually have to know how shit works. Yeah. Because they're not actually that talented. Yeah, because if you're an awesome footballer, you just expect that everyone was born with those yeah. skills. You just go, like, hey, guys, um, when the ball goes down our end, why don't you jump over the top of everybody, <laughs> take the best mark of all time, and then kick it over your head for a goal. Yeah. That's what I used to do. Yeah. It's just like, do that. It's like it's like Superman saying, uh, giving Batman crime-fighting techniques. Yeah. And he's like, when the criminal, he got him cornered in the alleyway. Just use your heat vision. Uh, I don't. Uh, hey, Superman! I don't have heat vision. Oh well, that's fine. We'll just use your. I just uh, got this bad mask. Use your super breath and freeze him. And, I don't uh, have a super breath. I'm I'm just a man dressed as a bat. Oh, we'll just grab him and fly into the atmosphere and choke him out. I can't fly. I've got a series of contraptions <laughs> that I've made with my butler Alfred, in in a dungeon, but. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I would actually ca- I can't. You, fly. you know what Batman is in the Justice League? He's the uh, he's the guy who didn't have the marks to get into that course at uni, yeah. but his parents are really rich, yeah. and so he was able to either like pay like a tutor or someone to get him oh. in. But he actually and he's isn't got all qualified. the best gear. Yeah, he's, he's got, got, got the, the best, best computer. Gear. Yeah, he's got the best suit, and they'll always have meetings at his place because he's got the best pad. He's got, oh, he's got an awesome pad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, one, no one wants to go to the the Arctic Circle to go to the Fortress of Solitude. It's cold. If nothing else, and yeah, you have to get Superman to fly you there, <laughs> like the Batcave, and then he has to tap to Bruce's house. He has to pick and go that, there on the bus. That big key, like how impractical <laughs> is that giant key that Superman has to use? Yeah. To open the Fortress of Solitude. totally truth. impractical. And when you've got friends coming to stay, when you're like, when Superman's overseas or something, yeah. does he leave that under like a pot plant somewhere? It's <laughs> a giant pot giant, plant. There's a giant pot plant with a giant key. <laughs> like you have to call Superman and say, yeah, we found the key. Problem is uh, we can't move the giant pot plant yeah. to get to the giant key. Yeah. Hey, Superman, does he have a cat? Does he need someone <laughs> to check in on the super cat? Just think of horror. Maybe maybe all of our people- audience is much like you watching that Channel Thirty One show. <laughs> Just horror. People are going really. You've got to hear these fucking two idiots. I mean, they do this. <laughs> like it costs them money, and they put it out on the internet. Why would they do that? <laughs> oh, but it does amaze me. I, I I the the internet still stuns me that people. How how does it know where to go to? Like it's. Is it everywhere at the same time? Like, is it a cloud? Are you imagining, like, an electrical cloud just floating above it? Like, say you wanted to look up some, I don't know, picture of, like, um, John Stamos. John Stamos, yeah. (laughs) I'm not really sure why that was the first thing that came to your head, but I think it probably says something about you. Yeah. If we have any psychologists listening, (laughs) and you can uh, work out what Charlie's saying, John Stamos, (laughs) almost without thinking, (laughs) when I said, what picture would you look up on the internet, which has pictures of everything in the entire world, that the first thing he said was John Stamos, whatever that means just write in let us know so you want to look up a picture of john stamos like in like two seconds it, it will be there on your computer yeah. right now i can see your computer where is the picture of john stamos right now floating in the big electrical cloud so is it near your computer is that how it gets there so quick, so quick? Uh, what no. if it's all over the other side of the world no it's like um it's like a lightning bolt so there's a big electrical cloud floating above yeah. the world right which is the internet yep and when I go and type in John Stamos and hit Google Images, yeah. it's like a lightning bolt, like Thor yeah. from Asgard. A lightning bolt comes down to my computer, <laughs> and yeah. spits the picture up. Why don't why don't things get hit by the lightning bolt? Because it's an uh, invisible lightning bolt. Are we yeah, starting but- a religion? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but you, uh, well, if you came to the world, yeah. who didn't have the internet with the internet, yeah. You could start a religion. Oh, definitely. You could be the leader of the world. Definitely, definitely, just based on the internet. Absolutely. Because I don't understand. Like, I mean, I know you're joking around, but how does that information, like you type it in and ask for it, and then it just gets sucked out of the world with no wires? It's not going through any wires. It's um. It just, how does that work? It's uh. How did someone imagine how to make that work? A- don't know <laughs> <laughs> what am I meant to tell you uh, like uh, look in like Super how cool? does someone have that idea where they just I, go, say, I can make ideas come out of nowhere into a computer it's a, that everyone can afford but it's it's an, i mean scale it back what about talking on a telephone you are talking into a plastic and metal device yeah. and then someone is hearing you across the world, and it's your voice. It's not like an approximation, it's exactly what you sound like because you're making a noise, and why is it picking up that sound and converting that sound and going, Oh yeah, that's what he sounds like, slightly high pitched, a bit nasally, and spits out that's fucking amazing. So yeah, I oh, know I'm don't get me wrong. <laughs> that is <laughs> why are we- no, because like no, I'm serious about this. Is I was a bit like you with the plane flight thing with telephones originally that I imagine there. There was something to do with talking in because it was connected to a wall, yeah. And there was like a cord, yeah. And you talked into the cord, and the cord went somewhere, right? And the sound went so as the long cord. as it's tangible. If you can see that the thing must be like, you know, like this is your Tron if complex, if I can <laughs> give you an explanation, yeah. if I said to you, Well, Will, there's actually a giant plastic tube that runs yeah. out of your computer and up into the sky, <laughs> you'd be like, Ah, oh, well, that's where John Stamos has been coming from, yeah. And there's just someone up there that has like all these John Stamos pictures. <laughs> I got this so quickly because you always type in John Stamos. <laughs> hey, we forgot to mention. Yeah. I just realised then it's episode 50. Oh yeah, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Is it happy half birthday? Sen- uh, half century. Do we, oh yeah. Do we kiss the crest, the fop crest? No. No, that's 100. You can't. You can't. 50 is just a, 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 just a, a subtle wave. wave of the bat. Just a little wave of the people who've you know. Yeah, we well, should we give, well, let's just give it a moment of silence so I can absorb a round of applause from the listeners. Just yeah. That's probably enough, isn't it? That's enough applause. I could just hear one guy
1: just in like, a cubicle,
0: like somewhere in fucking Thailand. <laughs> one listener in Thailand. I, I want to know. Hit us up on the Facebook page if anyone did clap. <laughs> I, I do want to know if anyone clapped, and uh, particularly if you were driving. If you're listening to the podcast while driving and you clapped, uh, well done to you. I fear buying 7-Eleven candy mm. too far from my home on a car ride. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna get chocolate for another, think no- it's fresher, fresher closer. No, to no, no, no. It's how much I will consume of it. Oh. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. So if like if like it's like oh we're gonna watch a movie, let's get a block of chocolate, right? Yeah. Can you pick one up on the way home yeah, yeah. Uh, at the 7-Eleven? Yeah. If I pick that up at the 7-Eleven and I'm 30 minutes from home, mm. I will have to stop at another 7-Eleven because I will there. have eaten <laughs> what I bought for us to have. I have to wait until the very last moment I can buy that shit before my house because I sit there in my car at like at the traffic lights and I'm like oh I could probably just have a sneaky little bit of this and then I'm driving to another place to buy more. Yeah. I've stopped twice. Yeah. It's horrible. There's nothing quite like hitting two fast food restaurants in the same drive <laughs> especially if it's under like 30 minutes. I've done that before. It's like, I, and the thing is, like, I'm abusing myself that yeah. second time. Like, I'm actually, like, verbally, like, you, what, are you, you fucking stupid? You're not hungry. You don't need it. You're not hungry. You're not hungry. Doesn't matter. And that's why Tiger Woods fucked all those chicks. But there, but there is also a point with bands where, you know, it gets that point where they're like, yeah. Well, we reckon we could do this with some other leads. Yeah. So I was going to say, what did John Stevens get yeah. offered when he joined excess They're like, well, we've got a tennis ball. My dog's been chewing it, and you uh, can take that umbrella out there. Yeah. I think it's missing a spoke. <laughs> and, he, and you know what? And he was grateful. John Stevens walked back to his house. Guys. <laughs> A, we can play tennis now. <laughs> B, if it rains. <laughs> if it rains. We're 90% waterproof. If we ever want to play tennis in the rain with we one are. of us not getting wet. That's <laughs> <laughs> well sorted. We still have that old cricket bat and a saucepan that I got for doing <laughs> that TV show that I did that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> What was it called? The Resort? The Renovation. Yeah, right. The, the it was Resort? Yeah, it was a, what was it, like a... a it was th- some sort of dating show type. on a, like, yeah. yeah. John Stevens. No. I remember, man, like, I must admit. And he was really, like, the thing about what I hear about John Stevens is he's like, he's, like, he's a pretty big fan of John Stevens. All right. I thought you were going to tell me, like, a glass coffee table story. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> you paused. You said the thing I hear about John Stevens. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> We've got another fucking... Uh, no, I don't. I don't know any of those stories about John Stevens, but I do know that he, I, he I, I got the impression himself. that he took himself reasonably seriously. Well, I must admit, in the nineties, that he thought that Noise Works were a much—he he can't quite a understand. vastly underrated band. He though. would have been listening to Triple J Countdown, <laughs> the uh, 100 hottest albums of Australia of all time, and even when they got into the top five, yeah. and there's still like ACDC's Back in Black and Powderfinger's Odyssey number five to come. He still would have been there, going, still some room for some Noise Works. <laughs> No, can you name a Noiseworks album? Uh, it would have been something like, Sweat Till You Can't Sweat No. <laughs> <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Seriously, should we Google what the names of the albums are? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Noise works. I can't even re- Like, I remember... Take mm. me back to you! Oh, what about uh, the one? Remember that one? That oh. I can see for miles and miles. And- <laughs> <laughs> I just remember them singing that on a Saturday. And he's wearing like tight leather pants and a big pirate shirt. He was like total Jim Morrison. <laughs> oh, he was total uh, modern day pirate. There was a lot of pirate influence. Reach out and touch oh, yeah. somebody. Yeah, reach and- out. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like reach a out. fucking NRMA? Slogan now or something, or no, it's an anti nambler slogan. That's <laughs> yeah, like a Catholic Church. Reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> Noise albums. Yeah, I can't think of one. I'm sure I would have had a couple of singles floating around somewhere, and like a hundred percent hits eighty nine yeah. or something like that. Oh, totally. I, I think I've seen Noise Works. <laughs> like, I certainly think I've been at something. But that's more. In, that's more. That's, a you know, of- that is the most commonly uh, used opening line to any psychologist around Australia. <laughs> it's like I saw Noise Works once. <laughs> I saw Noise Works once. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I haven't stopped vomiting since. I' <laughs> am <laughs> doing an outdoor gig at the Sale Show. I look. I thought they needed a better management too. <laughs> all right, their albums. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, you were right. I asked you what the first album was because you said Noise Works, and you're right. That was okay. their first album. Yep, right. Noise Works. <laughs> Self-titled. Yeah. The second album was called. Well, yeah. I'm gonna make you guess. Okay, great. Give us some clues. Well, give us a. a, a um, uh, is it like an expression? Uh, how, it's, how many uh, words? It's a physical action. It's a physical like act- touch. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, their last album. Oh, 23 oh, albums. albums? Yeah. <laughs> the disease felt like it was much bigger than that. I thought we had like a oh, total body cancer, not just that. That's like fucking toe cancer or something. It's <laughs> not 23 albums. They did have two greatest uh, two greatest hits. Two greatest hits albums off three... They, hang on, they had... That's a only high proportion one, to album to greatest hits album ratio. They had three albums. They had two greatest hits albums. Yeah. Just get rid of one of the albums. They <laughs> got two great albums. Why release a third shit one? All right. Take the fucking... Go through all three albums. Find the fucking 28 best songs, and make two good <laughs> albums. Oh, I do. The greatest hits, the greatest hits, and the other shit stuff. The greatest hits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put them all out together. Yeah, that was always the <laughs> argument about Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Yeah. There's one really good great great album. album in there, but it's two kind of shitty ones. Yeah. All right, so the third album, which came out in 1991, and I actually remember this, the cover of this, so I did have this album, I think, or at least a single. Um, okay, so it is... a. Statement. No, it's a fuck, what is it? This is it's a tense. three there's three words. Okay. Um all right, I'll have to just it's a verse. Something versus something. Oh. Uh good versus evil. No. Um, more of a think more of a like Kramer a, versus Kramer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> versus Ash. No. Um no, it is an emotion yeah. versus an object oh. or, or a concept. <laughs> It's both. It's an emotion versus um, uh, love, hate. hate. No, love versus. Uh, it's an object and a concept. Okay, yeah. Love, love versus. It's an object. Yeah, and also a concept. That and also a used, concept. Yeah, I mean, I'll explain it once you get it. Uh, love versus love versus. I think about what is a, a, like in a cliched '80s American film about a kid who grew up in a small town America, then moves to like Wall Street and starts working. But love no. versus money. <laughs> Wall Street was probably too good <laughs> yeah, a clue that on that one. Cry, yeah. I <laughs> love versus having sex with prostitutes in the city. Love, love versus the Stockman. <laughs> love versus that Charlie Sheen film. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So they they had a shitload of singles off three albums. Right. What do you think? Um, yeah, if you had to sum up Noise uh, Noiseworth's career <laughs> in the end, who won out of love v money? John Zeven's love of himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, singles. No lies. No lies. No lies. We're doing, doing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, you know that. (laughs) Take me back. Dang me Me back. Love somebody. No. Fucking thundering silence. Welcome to the world. No. Burning feeling. That's after. (laughs) Uh, That's after. That's the first album. So obviously the groupies. Right. The burning feeling. (laughs) Touch. They got to number nine in Australia. Yeah, right. They never had a number... <laughs> they got to number nine? They never had a number one here. I remember them being more successful than some band that got to number nine. No, the <laughs> highest they ever got was number seven. What? Take me back. They didn't even have a number one single. <laughs> Noise Works did not have... No. Indecent Obsession had a fucking number one single. Noise Works? Well, what's better, what's better, though, to have more consistent top 50s or one or a couple... Top fives. Would you prefer a premiership in the IFL or a lot of... Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a Saints f- supporter, so yeah. I'm noise yeah. <laughs> So are you, dickhead. <laughs> hey, I almost a go at you, Charlie. Um... Yeah, they. Uh, okay, was the, there any more songs? The highest, the high, Well, you you probably know. Um, oh, I can't believe we've ignored this the whole time. Oh. I woman makes me oh. get the knees. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. I tell woman make me yeah, do I was, what I please. this yeah. is it's like. It's got a she great makes line. makes me feel like I'm hundred degrees. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. There's one line where he goes, I let you down an apple cream on your pie. Your mama <laughs> won't like it. Your daddy won't. I woman. Ooh. Oh yeah, that was Fucking Hell. Was Hot, Hot Chili Woman. Are, are you telling me that Hot Chili Woman didn't make it above number seven on the Australian chart? That's what I'm telling you. Number seven was that. Must have been a big fucking week. New Zealand got was to there, number thirty two. How was there six songs that were better in the world than Hot Chili Woman? It's and then after that was uh Nice or something. Or well, maybe, maybe they're just me Millie, big Millie Vanilli fans. <laughs> that was a song written well, about their heartbreak none in 91 Yeah, it was their heartbreak that Blame It On The Rain was actually mined by those guys Hot chilli woman, like, I remember that Yeah What was that? She was a hot chilli woman But is that in response to, like, cherry pie? Cheers, my cherry pie Hot chilli woman <laughs> like just, Women and food Yeah uh, yeah. it's probably the same fucking songwriter producer and that's all they can do is re- is compare women to food <laughs> she's made cherry pie she's a hot chili woman <laughs> that's what all songs are like again at the moment like have you noticed that it's just like, like all those Katy Perry songs and stuff like that it's like you just get something and then every line's about that it's like so maybe you're a firework yeah and then there's everything your is colors about colours burst yeah <laughs> like uh, you fly up in the, in the sky. sky yeah totally go so high you just come up with anything it's like like you know you're a brick yeah uh, but you- that's, that's just, I mean that's the black eyed peas thing that yeah. um, tonight's going to be a good night it's just a <laughs> statement of things we've got some bottles we'll smash them up we'll walk out the door <laughs> And, cl- and leave the keys out. You know, every- they're just stating what they're doing. We walk the street. We sit on a chair. Like the stuff they're saying. The song no, isn't essentially that essentially is uh, instruction books. Yeah, exactly. It's IKEA. Take out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Insert in here. All right, let's wind it up. Okay. Um, uh, you can go to our website, tofop.com, follow us on Twitter, and go to Tofop Quotes. If there's anything that was said in an episode that's funny, yeah. write it down. Yeah tag it tofop quotes yeah it might get retweeted by tofop quotes also you can check us out on the facebook page and have conversations there there's people are posting really cool things like art and you know links to things we've talked about and so it's a it's it's a really cool page and i check it all the time so if people want to um leave things on the facebook page that'd be really cool i'm charlie clausen i'm will anderson